Blessed be his name. I'm, <clears throat> I'm thankful for the pitter-patter of those little feet. And you have to blame Glidell for that. She said, Lord, Grace Emanuel's too quiet. We need children. He answered her. Amen. So about a third of the congregation are now children, teenagers and below. So thank the Lord for that. If you would, please turn to Matthew um, chapter 1. We'll get there eventually. But um, as I was thinking about what the Lord wants to say and this phrase just continued to come into my heart and and you shall call his name Jesus. Call his name Jesus. I, I don't know about you, but it hurts me when I hear people use the name of the Lord in vain. It's like something just hits me. It's just the, the dishonor and... Um, this blatant, almost blasphemy, that, that how they use his name. Because the angel said, you shall call his name Jesus. Name above all names. And it's at that name that we have salvation. Isaiah foretold of the birth of our Lord Jesus over 700 years before it happened. 700 years. Actually, 742 years, if you want to be precise, before he came. And see, one of the. Isaiah kind of got out on a limb because there's. The scripture says if, if a prophet prophesies something and it doesn't happen, then you're supposed to consider him not a prophet. Well, here he prophesied the Lord Jesus coming and never got to see it in this body. But if I remember correctly, in the modern transfiguration, he was there. Moses and Isaiah were there. Blessed be his name. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Which is translated, God with us. And that's, that's where my, my dad got the Emmanuel for Grace Emmanuel. It's the Hebrew spelling. New Testament spelling is with an E. But it's the first place it's found. And you'll call his name Emmanuel. God with us. And that's always been our cry, always been our desire that the Lord would be with us. Not just to talk about him, but that he'd actually be with us. And we can hear this 
that he would feel at home with us. There is a difference. You know, you can be with somebody, but there's a difference feeling at home with them. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You feel comfortable with them. You're, you, you know you're accepted. You know you're loved. You know you're embraced by them. Blessed be his name. Isaiah uh, 40, verse 9. O Zion, you who brings forth good tidings, get up into the high mountains. O, Israel, o Jerusalem, you that bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up and, and be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Do we lift him up with our lifestyle? Don't hear everybody amen all at once. But are, are people beholding your God by looking at your life? See, we're not just talking about the Lord Jesus coming. We're talking about the Lord Jesus being here, alive and well on the earth. And he's exhibited in, in our lives. Do we bear his name well? Do we bring honor to his name? Now turn to Matthew ch uh, chapter 1, if you haven't already, starting at verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Spirit. I'll see when, again, back in this timing, if Mary was about 16 years old, Joseph was much, much older. And so when a virgin became pregnant and hadn't been with her espoused, when they, when they were espoused, it was as if they were married. Okay? So then everybody would think something is going on here. She's been unfaithful. She's been playing the harlot. She should be stoned. But the key was there of the Holy Spirit. I love this. The Lord never does anything conventionally. If, it, it just, if it's just normal, then how will we know that he did it? He always goes above and beyond what we could ask or think. Blessed be his name. And Joseph, her husband, because they were, again, when they were espoused, they were considered to be in that um, uh, social order, considered to be husband and wife already. Being a just man, being an upright man, a righteous man, thought uh, that he would not uh, 
is not willing to make her a public example. See, if he'd been pharisaical, see, he said he, he was a righteous man, not a religious man. Can you hear this? Anybody understand what I'm saying? He was righteous, not religious. The religious was taken out and made her an example. But he covered her. Can you understand what I'm saying? He covered her. He was already in covenant with her. To make her a public example, it was minor to put her away privately, not trying to make a big deal of it. Because his reputation was on the line too. But while he thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is, is of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank God that he was willing to listen to the dream. He didn't reason it out and say, that must have been a pepperoni pizza I had last night, so I had a wild dream. I understand you had good pizza last night. So, <laughs> Anyway, he could have dismissed it because trying to save face and trying to, you know, do what's right and don't, he doesn't want to ruin his reputation either by taking this young woman that had become pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Can you understand what I'm saying? Can you see the dilemma that's there? But being a righteous man, the Lord was able to speak to him. And not only was he able to speak to him, but being a righteous man, he would listen. See, a lot of times the Lord speaks to us but we're not listening because it doesn't agree with what we've already decided we were going to do. Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord Jesus. Let's continue here. Verse tw um, 21. And each... Um, Fear not take Mary as, as a wife, for she is conceived and is her as of the Holy Spirit. And for that, uh, and she shall bring forth a son. Now the word son here is in fact the word huos. It's the one that, it's uh, not, it's not a child. It's not what you would normally, the Greek would not normally call it's nephesh if he calls talk about an infant. But he shall bring forth a son. And in that word huos is one that says that he will be set forth a family. Can you hear this? When the angel is prophesying about who he's going to be, he says he's going to be not just a male, but he's going to bring forth a family. Hello, family. Can you hear this? That's us. 
That was the family he was going to bring forth. Blessed be his holy name. Bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The name Jesus in Hebrew is Hosea, meaning salvation, and had the prefix of Yah, which means God. So therefore, Jesus means God our Savior. Or um, it means God who is salvation. Let's continue on. Verse 22. Now all of these things were done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord, of Jehovah, through the prophet, saying, and he quotes out of Isaiah 7:14, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Blessed be his name. See, and in, in Luke 2, just backing up a little bit, he talked about, about the shepherds coming. And it says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Blessed be his name, which is Christ the Lord. Go on reading his, ver his uh, prophetic here. And I shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. And he knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. Blessed be his holy name. Brought him forth. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son. Again, in the Hebrew, it's, a, it's the word ben, or bane. And it, it comes from a word that means a uh, verb, that means to build a house or to establish a family. That's what he came to do. Establish a family. Amen. Blessed be his name. Unto us a son is given, and the government or the dominion will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. King James says Wonderful Counselor is one, but most other translations puts a comma in between there. He's wonderful, and he's a counselor. Blessed be his name. The mighty God, word God there in Hebrew is El which is the first great cause of all things. Can you hear anything this morning? We serve L, the first great cause of all that things, all that's within your life, all that's going to be in your life comes from him. Blessed be his name. Blessed be his name. 
the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The uh, Companion Bible says, the Prince who gives peace. And of the increase of his government and peace. And I love this. Shalom, it means com completeness, soundness, welfare. And that's, you know, we usually stop right there. But it also means health and prosperity. When you greet somebody and say shalom to them, you're blessing them with all of that. Not only peace, not only um, uh, completeness, soundness, but welfare, health, and prosperity. They're asking the Lord to bless them. And they're coming in and they're going out. The Prince of Peace. And then, uh, and there's, uh, of his peace there shall be no end. That means so his peace still is relevant today. See, the Lord Jesus said, my peace I give you in the New Testament. Not the peace the world gives you, which is circumstantial. His peace is beyond circumstance. In fact, his peace is what carries us through our circumstance. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Blessed be his name. His peace is greater than worldly peace. Worldly peace usually comes in a bottle with a tranquilizer or something, you know. But God's peace, you don't need a prescription for it. You don't have to go to the doctor for it. Well, yeah, you do. Go to Dr. Jesus, our great physician. He'll write you a prescription. Here it is. Here it is. Here's his prescription. Blessed be his holy name. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding uh, holding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty, and that's the Je Jehovah of hosts. That's the, that's the God of all the heavenly hosts. That's who we have working on our side. All the heavenly angels, all the heavenly hosts, it's that's the one it is standing beside us and for us. Can you understand what I'm saying this morning? And the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. That's his promise. You have not only all his power, but all the power of the, all the angelic hosts that's with him, all the army of the Lord that's with him to accomplish whatever is necessary for your life. Blessed be his holy name. I mean, just think over the year what the Lord has done. I was just thrilled with all the testimonies of what God has done. Some I knew, some I didn't know. Okay? Our God is faithful. The God of the army of the host has been with us.
Can you understand that? Can you say amen to that? He's been with us. Hallelujah. John chapter 1. In the beginning. <laughs> oh, I don't want I better not stop there because that would be, be a while. In the beginning, before there was anything else, before we even thought about being us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word is Jesus Christ. Blessed be His name. Drop down, if you will, to... Um, oh... Verse 9. Verse 10, excuse me. And He was in the world, and the world was made, or was brought into being through Him. And the world knew him not, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. It's the word paralambato, which means to, to uh, lay hold of. Or I mean, means to, excuse me, it means to join together. Para is a preposition, it means together. And lambato means to take hold of. So, what, stand up, Josh. You're handy here. See, there, there's a difference between just kind of being with them, you know, and laying hold of him. You can be with somebody and not be with them. Not, not agree or not be in fellowship or won't, not working with them. Thank you. They didn't lay hold of him. They didn't take, uh, they didn't join themselves to them, to him, in, a, in agreement with what he was doing. Can two people walk together if they don't agree? They weren't agreeing with him. He came to his own and his own received him now. They didn't agree. They wouldn't, uh, uh, wouldn't identify themselves with him. But as many as received him, and that's just the word lambano, which means to take hold. It's like uh, grabbing something with your hand to lay hold of. As many re uh, received him, he gave the authority to become the children of God. Even to them that believed even the one, them that place their confidence in, to trust in, bust in uh, believed into his name, <clears throat> which was born not of the blood or of the will of man, flesh, but of the will of, will of God. Let me read that out of the uh, Phillips translation. Verse 13. And their birth depended not on the natural descent nor of any physical impulse or plan of man, but on God. God is purposed to have a, pe a people. He's purposed for you to be born that you may walk in His way. But 
It's your decision whether to walk in that purpose or not. And the, can I say it? I don't know how else to say it. Excuse me, but the proportion that you keep his word is the proportion that you're walking with him and fulfilling the purpose that he has for you. Does that make sense? So, you know, again, we talk, we talk about the 30, 60, 100 fold. It's the same word, same seed, same word of life. What makes the difference is how much you apply that seed to how fruitful you are. People don't like to hear that because that puts some responsibility on them for keeping the word of God. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some of you are in supervisory or you oversee people from time to time. <clears throat> and how many have people that do whatever is necessary to get by? Anybody know about that? <clears throat> or you work with people that work really good while the boss or the, you know, the foreman is standing there. Well, as soon as he leaves, I'll get done when I want to get done. I'll go check that door when I want to check that door. Well, they've got the same responsibility, same ability, and same talent, but they're not applying it. Therefore, they're not reaping the benefits. See, supervision is not stupid. They really know the people that work and the ones that just show up. Well, I knew it when I was in supervision. I knew who was, would start working when I walked through the door because you could see this flurry of dust, you know. Oh, he's there. Well, you laughed, but don't you know, do you know what I'm talking about? You know, I'm sure Sonia uh, works with nurses and nurses, people that love people. There's a difference between it being a job and being a calling. Difference in heart. Okay? Blessed be his name. Verse 14. Love it. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we be beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And drop down to verse 18, it says, No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. That's when the disciples said, show us the Father. He said, have I been with you so long? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Oneness. Can I project it this way? When people see you, do they see your Father? Father. 
And I'm talk, talking natural. When I, when I look at some old pictures of my dad, I see some physical, you know, resemblances. And I, see, I knew the cost of being a pastor, being in that pastor's home. So that's why Gladell and I both did not jump at the idea to become pastors. Because I knew that his life was not his own. I knew the two o'clock callings. I'm in the hospital. Can you come and pray for me? I'm talking a.m. Understand, and I'm not, and that's but a small thing. But the laid, laying down of his life for this word. When people see you, <clears throat> excuse me, do they see your father? How much of your father do they see? I thought this was going to be a Christmas message. <clears throat> Blessed be his name. It is. This is why he came. To reproduce himself in us. We bear his seed. We are, as Brother Bobby said, we are new creation in Christ Jesus. We bear his seed, a seed of the Holy Spirit within us. We should, because we bear his seed, we should beginning, begin to look like our daddy. Can you understand what I'm saying? Blessed Lord God. <clears throat> now just bear with me while I do some surmising here. Extra uh, scriptural. I'm not making a doctrine out of this, please. Michael and Gabriel peered down from heaven, heaven's portals and said, so that's what he looks like. God was invisible. When Jesus came, they saw a physical being. The invisible God became visible. I have... One of my favorite uh, fictional slash non-fictional authors is Max Lucado. And I was captivated by this book, God Came Near, with his descriptive um, description of the Lord Jesus and, and of his birth. Right awake is Mary. The pain had been eclipsed by wonder. She looks in the face of the baby, her son, her Lord, his majesty. At this point in history, the human beings 
I best understood who God is and what he is doing is a teenage girl in a smelly stable. She can't take her eyes off him. Somehow Mary knows that she is holding God. So this is he. She remembers the word of the angel and his kingdom will never end. He looks like anything but a king. His face is prunish and red. His cry, though strong and healthy, is still helpless and piercing cry of a baby. He is absolutely dependent upon Mary for his well-being. Just think about this. Majesty in the midst of the mundane. Holiness in the filth of sheep manure and sweat. Divinity entering in the world on the floor of a stable through the womb of a teenager in the presence of a carpenter. See how he paints this? Can, I don't know about you, but I can put myself right there. Listen to this. The omnipotent in one instant made himself breakable. He who had been spirit became pierceable. He who was larger than the universe became an embryo. When I first read that, that absolutely blew my mind. And he who sustains the world with, with word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God as a fetus, holiness sleeping in the womb, the creator of life being created. You have to pardon me, I just... He left the throne of glory. This, this is why when I said he humbled himself, when I read this, it, all of this came so piercing to me how much he humbled himself. That one phrase, the creator being created. The God of the universe being a embryo. He came not as a flash of light or as an unapproachable conqueror, but as one whose first cries were heard by a peasant girl and a sleepy carpenter. The hands that first held him were unmanicured, calloused, and dirty. Angels watch as Mary changed God's diaper. Universe watched in wonder as the Almighty learned to walk. Children played in the street with him. I love this one. And had the synagogue leader in Nazareth known who was listening to his sermon. Oh, God, 
Hmm. Now, some of this may be a little squeamish for you, but Jesus may have had pimples. He may have been tone deaf. I doubt that. But for 33 years, he would feel everything you and I ever felt. He felt weak. He grew weary. As a man, he was afraid of failure. Could it possibly be that he burped or had B.O.? Well, can he get his feelings hurt? Could the Almighty ever get tired? Remember, he humbled himself to be a man and limited himself to the flesh so that he would know exactly who we are. Blessed be his name. Blessed be his name. In John 1, 1 John 1, 1, that which was from the beginning, that which we have heard, that which we have seen with our eyes, that's what we beheld, our hands have handled concerning the word of God. The life that was manifest and we have seen and bear witness and declare unto you that eternal life which was with the Father was manifest to us. The Montgomery Bible says it this way, that which was face to face with the Father was made visible to us. I like that. That's so descriptive for me. You have to forgive my vivid imagination. I can just, that which was face to face with the Father, we've touched him. We've laid hold of him. The word of life. Blessed be his name. Colossians 1.15 says, Who, speaking of Jesus Christ, is the image of the invisible God and the firstborn of every creation. Is this Christmas story so familiar to, to us that, we're, that we, it has lost its wonder? Never, never, never take this gift for granted. He's not a baby anymore. He's Jesus. He is King Jesus, Lord and Master of all creation. He humbled himself, but he's no longer humbled. Can you understand that? He's seated at the right hand of the Father in full authority and, and victory. Hebrews 1.8, out of the Weymouth translation. But of his son, he says, the thro Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the scepter of thy kingdom is the, uh, the scepter of absolute justice. Can the worship team come, please? Thou hast loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, our God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness beyond thy companions. Blessed be his holy name. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. 
Bobby and Jill. And the scepter of thy kingdom is a scepter of absolute justice. Holy God, we thank you. Holy God, we thank you. Donald's, see, he's not only he's not a baby anymore, no longer is he a God that's afar off. Can you understand that? Don't let all the hustle and bustle of Christmas time, all the pressure of making sure you're getting this gift and that gift and don't forget anything and talk, you know, what about Aunt, Aunt Cranky? Do I need to get her one? Or Uncle Obnoxious? You laugh. I guarantee each one of you thought of somebody when I said that. <laughs> That's the funny part. You knew exactly who I was talking to, talking about. But I want us to stand and sing. Come all you faithful. For he is worthy. He is worthy of all praise, honor, and adoration. There is none like him. Go ahead, Sister Sonia.
give him all the glory. Yes. 